You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'd say 2022 is sort of still limping along for Alabama athletics after all the glory of 20 and 21. Yeah. Um, I, I went on a rant about it in yesterday's podcast after the Georgia game. Um, frankly, I, you know, at first I, I had to listen to myself again to be like, all right, I don't want to be so hard on this team and and just act like a shit fan. But frankly, Jimmy, this team deserves it. And, you know, it'd be one thing if they didn't have talent. This Remember how your parents used to tell you when you'd come home with a B minus and they'd be like, it'd be one thing if I thought you were stupid. But I think you're smart. You should be making A minuses or A's or B pluses or something. That's how I feel. I mean, this team beat Gonzaga. It beat Houston. They're in the top seven, each of them. Um, it beat Miami, who's near the top of the ACC standings. It w- was right there to beat Auburn, the number one team in the country. And they go to Georgia, a team that's winless in this league, a team that it, we have said on this podcast for days now, they've mailed it in. They don't care. And there were, it wasn't like there was a raucous crowd. There was nobody there except us and them, the teams. And we go in there and absolutely stink it up. We had a nine. It, and, and that's another thing. Even in the game, we were schizophrenic. We had a nine point lead and we give it up to Georgia. Georgia, they're awful. They're terrible. And they beat us. What does that say about us? says that we didn't play well. We did not make a B minus last night. That was more of that was more of an F. That was coming home with the F, despite the fact you made you know you've already taken the ACT, you made a twenty five or a twenty six on the test, and then you show your mom and dad that you made an F in math class. You're probably in some trouble here. And that's sort of what's happening. I mean, they're making Fs. <laughs> Last night was an F. And we know that they're smart. We know this, or at least capable of it. Now, I think there's about three three facets here to really break it down. And, and, and one is good teams can go through stretches where they play poorly. Uh, that, that happens. Uh, that, that, there is not. Any Alabama fan in the world, you are lying to everyone if during last year's season when we didn't play well, you loudly said, we're going to win the SEC, win the SEC tournament, make it to the Sweet 16, and come one possession away from the Elite Eight. No, no one said that emphatically during the low points of last season. So I'm just saying any team is capable – of, of playing poorly for a while. It's sort of the nature of sports. 
But secondly, and here's what's more alarming, I'm not so sure this is a good team playing poorly. I think it might be a flawed team that some nights just can't overcome the flaws. And the, the, the two flaws are this. The perimeter players are good when they're good. I mean, when JQ is good, we've seen him good. When Shaq's good, we, we've seen him good. JD's capable. Keon is capable. These are good players, especially offensively. But they're also, other than Keon, uh, sort of small. And not, not small, I don't mean tiny. I mean, they're, last year we were really long on the perimeter. Primo, who would have thought we'd miss him so much? But his length is missing. Petty's length is missing. Herb's length is damn sure missing. Herb played the one a lot. And, and, and he's damn long for that. Uh, this team is not as long on the perimeter, which affects your ability to defend the three. Uh, you gotta, when you're not as long, you got to get up tighter. When you get up tighter, you're always worried they're going to blow by you. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's a flawed team in that way. It's flawed also in this way, Luke. I, I did this breakdown yesterday that I, I thought was interesting. It got very little response. I guess whenever you post something negative, people don't like it as much. But I was sort of pointing out, and this was yesterday morning before we even played Georgia, that if you rank the team, okay, who, who's playing well? Who's the best player this year, number one? Who's second best, number two? If you do that, you get all the way down to maybe fifth or sixth before you even get to an interior player. Alabama just has nothing to rely on under the basket. Juwan Gary has been the Tide's best interior player and he's hurt all the time, and he only plays 18 minutes a game. And frankly, he's not that great. John Gary, I don't think, is an interior presence that's going to lead you to the Elite Eight. And he's been the best player because, frankly, in terms of minutes played and production, he's a better player than Gurley or Betty Ako. But you got to get all the way down to the fifth or sixth player before you even get to an interior guy. I think that list was really illuminating about the problem. We're, we're extremely perimeter dependent and we're in a shooting slump. And we're probably never going to be good defensively on the perimeter due to a lack of length. So you add all that up and that part can be depressing. Then third, throw in the schedule. Number one strength of schedule and we hadn't even played three top ten teams. We're about to play all right in a row. So we're about to have and historically difficult schedule. And I'll ask you, or anyone else, I'll ask the most rose-colored glasses Alabama fan out there, hey, if you're playing one of the toughest schedules in the history of college basketball, is this the team you want, is this the team you want to do that with? I mean, this team is playing one of the toughest schedules. When you say, yeah, that's stupid, though. They lost to Georgia. They didn't lose to Gonzaga. no. But there's a cumulative effect to play in really good teams day after day after day. A cumulative effect. Just like in football, you may play a really tough schedule in football, win four or five games, and then, then lose to Ole Miss at home in 2015. And some of that is because when you're playing a tough schedule, it, it, it's just it's, you're kind of dancing on the edge of a knife. Your, 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 your legs, your effort – Hard to get up playing Georgia when you've played Gonzaga and Houston and Memphis and, and all those teams they played in Orlando. They were good. and uh, yeah. So I think, Luke, it's all of that, which is a lot. 
but there's never a simple answer. I know people just want to say it's effort. No, no, no. That's part of it. It is part of it. But the team is flawed. And, and to me, that's an even bigger part of it. Jimmy, this is it, the putt to win the tournament. You sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked. For this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for your growing business, netsuite.com slash locked. You brought up a good point about Juwan Gary, who, by the way, didn't even play last night. Um, You're right, he's always hurt. Um, The other thing that's troubling to me is, okay, you know, I mentioned in a couple of podcasts ago, let's send a message by sitting Javon Quinterly, not because – we think he sucks, but, but, you know, maybe that'll light a fire under his butt. Um, that didn't really do anything. He's, he was one of seven from beyond the arc last night. Um, two of nine from the field. And then uh, Britton Johnson plays seven minutes. He goes over two, over two from beyond the arc. He only gets one offensive rebound. He got three offensive rebounds in like two minutes the other day. Um, Jason Holt is coming in for, I don't know why he came in and had a turnover and got out. Um, He played one minute. Noah Gurley, God bless him. uh, You know, Hey, I I think it was kind of funny. You shot a bird to the uh, Mississippi state fans that were jeering you when you fouled out the other night, but um, you know, and, and he had 11 points on five of seven field goals, but his defense has been so bad. I mean, he, he's an automatic bucket for the other team. That that's that's what I noticed against Georgia. Georgia guys were just handling him on the interior. Um, looking at some of these other stats, the other thing that's very troubling. We play this incredibly difficult schedule. Uh, we did play ten guys, but one, two, three, four, five, six of those guys played over twenty-one minutes each. Um, and Juwan Gary is hurt. We got this stretch coming up, and and we can be really, really tired. Um, I, I just I don't even. Keon Ellis is one of five from beyond the arc, and the one he made was a desperation shot because we um, had two seconds to get the shot off, and it was a double clutch throw it up there, and it just happened to go in. Um, Rojas has. I mean, look, I was hoping he'd bring in a little toughness and um, maybe help sort of be the enforcer of the squad. I thought he looked pretty bad last night too. Um, it's probably not fair to single him out. Everybody looked bad. There was nobody that looked good. Charles Mediaco may have had his best game. I mean, eight points, four or five with uh, five offensive rebounds. Um, boy, I just I, – I don't even know what to say anymore. It's, it's the worst lo- – we're the only team in the country – I think besides Kent State, I saw that's now lost two games straight up as fourteen point favorites or more. <laughs> well, that's, that's ridiculous. That's, 
you hear the, the the phrase they play to their competition, they play up to their competition, they play down to their competition. Well, Alabama, Alabama has embodied that cliche, and the good news is that means we're about to play really well. The problem is you can play really well against Baylor, Auburn, and Kentucky and go over three, because playing well may not be good enough against, against those guys. But I do think the team will play well. And as a matter of fact, I know nothing. And, and the next game I coach of, of, of a seventh-grade CYO team would be my first. But one advice I would have to Nate, 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 who was really down himself when the game. I mean, these, these, are, these are unfamiliar quotes from Nate Oates, frankly, I think, in terms of how down he was. I, he's probably – over-coaching or coming, you know, I think playing Britton Johnson, I think playing Holt for a single minute. I worry Nate is over-coaching, and by that I mean he's trying to solve it like it's a Rubik's Cube. I think maybe taking their lumps might might be about – I would stick, hey, who are our five best players? Don't tell me who's playing bad now. Don't tell me whose effort you're questioning right now. Who are our five most talented kids? and stick them out there against Baylor and see what happens. Let them play most of the game. I mean, you have to be good. Britton Johnson's not going to beat Baylor, and, and neither is Jaswan Holt. Uh, now, Quinterly might. Jaden might. J.D. might. You know, Betty Ako might. But, but, but Britton Johnson and Jaswan Holt aren't. So I, I would cut out some of the tricks. Stick your best players out there and tell them, play hard, or next season you'll be playing somewhere else. And, and, and if they're not good enough to get it done, then the team wasn't good enough to get it done, and you start over with a new roster next year. But I, I'm just saying, this Baylor, Kentucky, and Auburn, the time for, for overcoaching is gone. Who are your best players? Stick them out there. Tell them to play for, for each other and for the team and for the school and for themselves and get out there and, and, and play their best. And, and if, if they're going to go out there and fart around, then they don't need to be here. And you ain't got to wait till the season. You ain't got to wait. If, if, if you're getting what, what the coach really believes is half effort, if the coach really believes he's not even trying, then why is he on the roster? Why is he on no, the I roster? Agree. Now, Jimmy, here's the other thing. This is exacerbated by the fact that Auburn is number one in the country for the first time. They, they are fun to watch. Um, we are a stroke. It made me physically ill watching us play last night. It doesn't look like our, our players like each other. Um, and I can tell Nate Oates is a total loss. I'm not putting all this at the feet of Nate Oates. Eventually the players have to have some pride and you have to say, this is unacceptable. And see, you would think we had already hit rock bottom when we, you know, I can explain away and I own a loss. You coach by Rick Pitino. I can explain that away. I can explain away a Davidson loss. They're number 25 in the country now. I can explain away the Memphis loss. Hey, Memphis is not a good team, but when they play to their potential, they got as much talent as anybody. I can explain um, a Missouri on the road, because, hey, we hadn't played really well at Missouri on the road since they've been in the league. Um, Auburn I can lost explain all on the road last night. Yeah, I can explain all this. It's the cumulative – cumulative effect of all of them that is so bothersome. I mean, I can't explain all these losses. I can I can explain singularly each one of them. I cannot explain them as a grouping. 
And the, the, the lack of pride, given how good we were last year and how far we went and how much we accomplished is sobering. It's sad. It, it's um, frankly, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm nervous. I thank God I'm going to be in steamboat Colorado, not super worried about it, but uh, for Saturday's game, because now I'm sort of, I mean, even if I had tickets, I'd have a hard time going. Cause I'm, you know, it, it's not like you don't want to support your team. It's not, that's not what it is, but it's hard to support something when they don't look like they're worried about it and they don't look like they're worried about it. They, they, they just, there's no sense of urgency. I appreciate Javon Quinterly say, you know, tweeting out, I think after the Missouri game, Hey, we'll get this fixed, but it, nothing's changed. It's the same. It got worse. That was, it's worse worse. Missouri. that was worse. That was worse than the Missouri thing. I mean, the Missouri thing was bad. It was unexplainable, bad, pathetic. Uh, last night was even worse. Last night was, it's hard to imagine it wasn't rock bottom because I mean, what can you do any worse than lose to the worst team? Um, you know, uh, so it's not going to get worse than that. I mean, you can lose the next three and it's not as bad as losing to Georgia. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't go that far with it. I, I, I'm not saying that everybody's panicking over nothing. No, there, there's real ass problems here. The problems that need to be solved and, and kids need to shoot themselves out of these slumps, I guess. I mean, I, I just, I mean, to me, it's personified by Javon Quinterly. Uh, and I'm not putting this all on Quinterly. It's not all on Quinterly. That's a dumb take to put it all on Quinterly. But, but someone can be a poster child. <laughs> and I think he's sort of the poster child of it. And by that, I mean, Yvonne, you're you're playing bad to the point that when the game's on the line, I don't know that you should be on the floor. You're playing that bad. Like, yeesh, can we find somebody other than him? You know, when when you got to win the game, and you used to be like for a four day stretch, the most the best kid in the whole conference over four days, and you shot some unbelievable forty percent from three point range in in. We, we know you're better than this, but this is what we're getting. So why? And if it's a slump, it's a slump. But, man, it's been going on a little long. But I, I, I don't buy into the they don't care, don't like each other. I, 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 don't, I mean, that can be your take from watching it. Anybody can watch it and, and, and see things that I don't. But I, I – I see a team that has no confidence and, and, and is a little lost. Uh, I, I think they might be having <laughs> – right now, Shaq and Keon might be on the phone having the same conversation me and you are. I mean, like, what, what well, the hell is this? I mean – I, I, you, you hate to make these assumptions like they don't like each other. But I'm just – perception is reality. When I watch the game, I don't see a bunch of dudes, like, pulling for each other. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't see anybody lifting anybody up. Like, hey, you know, you you'll get through this. You'll get out of this. I see a bunch of guys looking around, looking for somebody to give them that leadership. And why has nobody stepped up? And I'll tell you, I think JD Davison has taken some undue heat um, on Twitter. And you know, last night I did my Sports Blitz live show, and my Auburn co-host was like, "Yeah, he hadn't been as good as you thought." I said. Actually, I think JD's been fine. He's been he's not been um he's not met the unrealistic expectations we put on him. No, he's not Jabari Smith. He's not. 
Jabari Smith may be the number one pick in the draft, though. He could be. He should be. Um, J.D. has been pretty good. And I, I'm totally fine with the way J.D. has played. Uh, and even last night, there were some times that I thought, okay, J.D.'s getting to the into the – I mean, getting into the paint whenever he wants to, but he's turning around and dishing it so often because I think he's too unselfish right now. And I want him to be a little more selfish. And I think he's trying to be the good teammate. Um, Whereas, and I can forgive that, but see, when it comes to JQ, who's doing kind of the same thing, he's getting to the rim a lot and then kicking it out. See, JQ now is such is a senior and he's been there a long time and he knows how good he is, or he should know how good he is. He should know, hey, I need to, I need to take over this moment. I understand JD Davidson not knowing that. I don't understand JQ not knowing that. You know, JQ was the MVP of the SEC tournament last year. We know he's good. What's happened? Um, and again, we we can sit here. And, and and just dog the whole thing. And then, frankly, that's kind of what we've done. And in a sense, they... <laughs> that's the been the team, show. Yeah. In a sense, the team has deserved it. But it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I go back to, we know they're better than this. So it's not like... The, see, we're not Georgia. <laughs> Georgia is so bad that everybody can go, okay, this program needs an overhaul. New coach, new players, new everything. We don't need an overhaul. We... I don't, I don't, nobody can put their finger on it. That's what's so frustrating. Jimmy, let me go ahead and um, tell everybody about Get Upside. Go to Get Upside in your app store, wherever your app store is at Google Play, Apple, whatever it is. Okay. Go get the Get Upside app. Get it upside your iPad, iPhone, whatever. Then every time you're about to fill up, you check in with the Get Upside app. Okay. And when you fill up, you might have to scan your receipt or it might automatically do it with the credit card you have put in there. Um, it'll give you cash back. I can't tell you exactly how much, but it'll give you different amounts depending on where you go, but it could be three cents, could be 10 cents, could be 25 cents. Now, if you use promo code SCORE on your first fill-up, it'll give you an extra 25 cents on top of whatever you're getting um, so you can get some real cash back. And this all, you can get it in a gift card if you want to. You can get it through PayPal. You can get it, you know, Amazon gift card, Lululemon, whatever floats your boat. I don't know why I said Lululemon. Uh, yeah, dude, I just bought some stuff for my daughter. But um, anyway, you can do this with the GetUpside app, and you want to do that. Use promo code SCORE, and you'll get an extra $0.25 cents per gallon. So if you get 10 gallons, you know, it's an extra $2.50. So, I mean, free money. That's all we're doing. And then you use that money, and you go to betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is where you want to go to get that bet in. It's the best place to put a bet in. If you want to bet against Alabama when they're a 14 half point favorite, go to betonline.ag. It's free money. That's also free money. Um, use promo code Locked On get a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. You can bet on baseball, football, basketball. You can bet on foreign stuff, golf, basketball, uh, boxing, um, reality TV. You can play poker. You can play blackjack. Whatever you want to at betonline.ag. Use promo code Locked On. Promo code Locked On at betonline.ag. Sorry that my phone rang right in the middle of that. Um, Sorry that my phone rang right in the middle of that, but it did. And uh, it's one of those things. Probably NATO's that, um, going, you think you could do better than this? Knock <laughs> yourself out. <laughs> it could be. Um, I don't even think I'm going to edit that. I think I'm just going to leave it and let people know what I'm dealing with every day um, <laughs> here in the wonderful world of Luke Robinson. Now, 
Let's finish up with a little good news basketball-wise. Uh, two of our signees, and this is why I'm not giving up on Nate Oates. I want people to understand that. I am not. I love Nate Oates. I want Nate Oates at Alabama for a lifetime contract. I love him. I think he's great. I think he's going to get this resolved. It doesn't mean I'm not frustrated right now. I just – that's what I think right now. Um, but uh, Brandon Miller and um, – Oh, shoot. Who's our other uh, Brady? Jaden Bradley. Uh, Bradley. Jaden Bradley. The, uh, the other signee both made uh, McDonald's Americans. And um, that's awesome. And so that's, that's look, we're the most anybody has on the McDonald's team this year is two. We, we're tied with the most. That's pretty awesome. So that's, that's a lot of reason to uh, be looking forward to the future. And um, this, this program's going to be fine, but uh, yeah, right now it's kind of tough. Yeah, he's uh, the recruiting seemingly is good. Now, I think one mistake I get on uh, people all the time about this, and and hey, I'm guilty of it too. One of the reasons I get on people all the time about it, it's the most common thing to do, and I do it too. But I, I'm trying to catch myself. There's a difference between a high school prospect and a college player. I, I, I'll give you a perfect example of, of J.D. Davison because we're seeing it with our eyes. J.D. was a five-star prospect. I can see why he was. I can see him playing at Alabama. I get it. I can't imagine <laughs> the nightmare that other kids on the Calhoun County basketball schedule dealt with trying to guard that guy getting to the rim in high school. Uh, I get why J.D., uh, why it's believed by scouts that J.D. Davison will one day be a really good NBA player. I get it. Now, I would ask anybody that's watched all the Alabama games this season, is J.D. Davison, in terms of the basketball that he plays night after night in the SEC, is he a first-team All-SEC player? No. Is he a second-team All-SEC player? No. Should he be playing 35 minutes a game helping Alabama win the games? Uh, questionable. He is right now, as we speak, a promising, decent player. That's what I would call him right now. That's a, a promising, decent player. He's just has a lot of potential. And we in recruiting, because we look at, we see two high school All-Americans coming in, McDonald's All-Americans, Burger Boys, heard him referred to, that's funny. The Burger Boys coming in. Does, just because they're five stars or six stars or projected first round picks, we shouldn't expect them. Shouldn't expect them production wise to be any better than JD is right now. And I think we often confuse in basketball even more so than football, but it's a problem in football too. We think prospects will be great players immediately, and does that happen? Sometimes Will Anderson. He was a really good player immediately, although I would say he was much better at the end of his freshman season than he was in the beginning of it. So, yes, Nate appears to be recruiting well because there's a lot of stars next to these dudes' names, but they are prospects until they are players, and you do not win SEC basketball players with prospects. You win the games with players. That's absolutely right. So hopefully, you know, we'll get this thing 
back on track. I, I'm just not optimistic anymore. I've, I've been sort of saying, hey, we'll, we'll get there. Too much talent. We'll get there. Too much talent. But, um, you know, we're kind of we're creeping up on February and I'm not seeing a ton of improvement and it's uh, getting to be kind of scary. But again, I'm pro Nate Oates. I'm pro Alabama. Want this thing to be turned around. We just on this podcast like to call a spade a spade. So that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks, everybody. And uh, roll tide. Roll tide.